and welcome to the second episode of the Nottingham I Dream podcast. I'm your host, Ali. I do modelling for the team and my role is marketing and branding. And I'm joined by my co-host, Sachi. Hello, guys. Uh, I'm Sachi. I'm a first-year biotech student and I'm the deputy team leader. Thank you so much for joining us. This time from our end, we also have Kieran. Hi there. I'm doing the human practices and ethics and outreach for UON's 2020 iGen team. And we also have three members from the KCL team with KCL team with us today. Could you introduce yourselves to our listeners, Kings? Hi, um, I'm Emily. Um, I'm a second going into second year biochemistry, and I'm working on the muscle foot protein team. So this involves like uh, various bits of chemistry and modelling. Hi, I'm Shams. I'm going into third year of my neuroscience degree and I'm in part of the spinal cord and bioprinting team. Hi, I'm Remy. Um, I'm going into my third year of biomedical engineering and I'm part of the bioprinting team. Hi, my name's Alia. I'm going into my second year of nutrition and I'm working alongside the spinal cord injury team and the bioprinting team, which focuses on modeling our scaffold. Brilliant. Thank you all so much, so much for coming. Um, in the previous episode, we talked about our, our project and then later uh, some more light-hearted topics like our favourite cereal and so on. So this time we're going to ask you a couple of questions about your project and then also we've got some questions from Instagram. That's for the end. So could you tell us more about your project and the inspiration um, I would say the inspiration was a bit bizarre because uh, we actually started off initially with muscle foot protein uh, being kind of the uh, starting root of our brainstorming and we ended up doing a full circle back to it so we went through loads of other different research routes and then we ended up coming all the way back to muscle foot protein um, I think primarily because the issue that we're trying to solve with it being spinal cord injury touches so many people um and obviously we want to make sure that our project is doing good for the world um i think alia can probably definitely touch more on that than i can she's in the spinal cord injury team so she knows a lot about uh, the human practices and why we are uh, looking to help people with <clears throat> sorry spinal cord injuries yeah could you tell us some more yeah um so basically the main issue with spinal cord injuries is that currently all the treatments that are on the market don't focus on the primary injury. They solely focus on the secondary injury and how to treat that. And that's quite problematic because that's forcing a patient to live with their injury and not lead them to a recovery path. It's very much deal with the hemorrhaging that they deal with, the chronic pain that they may deal with further down the line, but not fixing the spinal cord injury in itself, leading to their lives being left in a wheelchair or maybe mobility being restricted to an amount that we wouldn't want. So our main focus is to try to help alleviate, alleviate this pain and get rid of these debilitating um, symptoms to the best of our ability. Could you say what solution you've come up with for this then? Well, basically, we've decided to create a scaffolding. Um, the main issue with the spinal cord injury is that we're primarily going to focus on the cervical injuries, just as a fun fact. Um, the cervical injuries account for 60% of the injuries overall and they're the most frequent and the most aggressive so you can lead to tetraplegia and quadriplegia um, we would like to focus on the cyst that forms which is a fluid filled cavity that forms in the spinal cord and we want to put, put our scaffold which will be coated by a muscle foot protein 
and the scaffold using topography and um, topology will uh, will promote excellent guidance and mechanical structure help, which I think Remy can elaborate on a little bit more as well. But that's basically the main the main goal. Okay, thank you so much. Um, could you tell us about the most difficult parts of this project so far? Um, so far, I think the most difficult project doesn't really link to the project itself, but rather just being having to deal with everything remotely. Um, I know that all of us have different time zones and sometimes we forget to answer calls because we just mess up the British summertime instead of, like, for example, I'm in France at the moment. Even though it's one hour, I'm always just like, oh, I have to be on a call, but I didn't actually realize it. So I think that, for me at least, is one of the biggest uh, problems. Me and Sachi, Sachi's in Germany, I'm in Poland at the moment, and we're one hour ahead. So what I do is have my phone and my laptop on BST and then then I'm updated with everything that happens for the project but uh, I have to get into some um, mind gymnastics with my parents when we plan to do something because I have a different time on my phone but, yeah yeah for me like once I remember I had to set a meeting and uh, it was like at 11am UK time and I said it to like 12 p.m. to consider that like my time zone and all those things and then it got set to 12 p.m. UK time instead of 11 p.m. and everyone was so confused it was just painful it's so difficult <laughs> yeah and the third question that we have for you is how do you manage organization and supervision oh that's all down to Abby <laughs> she's not on the call <laughs> well Abby, our leader, she's a she's a Google calendar, just a Google enthusiast. She's a fangirl of the whole thing. So essentially, with timings and meetings, we have a integrated calendar for the entire team. So depending whether you're on the design team, the muscle foot protein team, you get set meetings, which only you can see if you're in that team. And I think this helps really well with. Um, maintaining everyone's schedule. Yeah, so do you try and split into subgroups? Do you try to split into subgroups so then you can, uh, I don't know, be able to coordinate a bit better? Or is she in, in track of every single thing? Her and Steph focus on like putting us in little subgroups and then we all work together. And we have some like middlemen who sit in multiple groups and that's just basically how we coordinate She's the co-leader, so yeah, she's kind of like the mother of the group. Oh, so, that's really yeah. interesting, because we only have eight, so we all know each other quite well at this point. And we have a Facebook group, say, so it's really easy to get in touch with anyone. And yeah, I suppose it must be much harder when you've got 19 people <laughs> rather than just eight. Um, I'd say actually we're all, we're all pretty close. Yeah. In, a... in, a, in a strange way we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we also have socials sometimes. Like in the evenings, oh, we'll have really? socials where we like play games. It's so much fun, and we're really lucky that we actually got to all uh, spend some time together before coronavirus hit. Anyway, from January to March, um, and I feel like we were pretty close by March anyway. So we we missed each other when we had to go away for quarantine, and we're all really excited to see each other again. 
Yeah, because we didn't see each other at all before we started this uh, project. Because it started... Um, yeah, we had our interview online. Oh, this. wow. That was... Yeah, that was... Um, when it still wasn't clear how long this would go on for. Um, the uni was on, like, um, standby for two weeks at the time. And they started sending people home, but they didn't think that it would... Yeah, they would just keep going on. And yeah, we've we've not met yet, although I think some people will be um, seeing each other for the first time in real life on Saturday, because you're doing the Tooth Mudder, right? I don't know that much about it, so... I, I think Luke know. is the only one here who's doing it, isn't it, out mm-hmm. of us four? We have two Lukes in our, teams by, in our team, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I'll move on to the questions from Instagram now. And the first one that we've got is, do you know anyone from your department that's famous in the world? Uh, oh, anyone from our department? <laughs> I mean, the least we can say is that they're famous in our eyes, so... Um, I guess one of our... I'm not sure about department, but Annalisa, she has a wiki page that could count as famous. She's quite established, so... Annalisa is our Italian um, sort of mentor from... Uh, she's a scientist in Italy, obviously, um, but she's worked... Uh, herself and her colleague Caterina have been working on the same protein as us, so we've sort of been collaborating with them. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're obviously both extremely smart and intimidating, and <laughs> it's not surprising that one of them's got a Wikipedia page. Yeah, OK, and the next question from Instagram is... Yes. Um, what's some best behind the scene moments of iGEM? Um, maybe like maybe it's um, when we had our drawing social at some skills were introduced to the team that none of us knew we had and I guess <laughs> that was that's saying something. There's a, we have like a, a nice little Okay, I'll, I'll basically tell you guys, I suck at drawing. So the drawings that I've made are absolutely incredible and um, my team, I think even Remy can say we had a bright laugh, like just looking at our drawings because we're, we're really not, we're not artistic. Well, speak for yourself, I think I'm pretty artistic. <laughs> <laughs> Kiri had to uh, like go home last minute from London back to, uh, is it Greece or Cyprus? Cyprus. I think it's Cyprus. Yeah. Cypress, yeah. Um, he had to go home last minute and he had a kilo <laughs> of lasagna and a kilo of, like, shepherd's pie or something. So we all had to kind of, like, <laughs> help him through eating that within, like, a 24-hour window before he left. He was like, guys, it was such good value. Like, I can't leave it here. <laughs> so, yeah, that was emotional. We've also oh got, like, Lord. TikTok. TikTok is a big thing for us. You are cheese. <laughs> How can you have time for TikTok when you're doing iGem? I don't understand. <laughs> I absolutely despise TikTok. Well, we absolutely adore TikTok, so. <laughs> I cannot deal with it. Oh my, no. Yeah, TikTok's great. Waste your life. <laughs> well, for example, for the first time that I went onto the, like, homology modeling blast network which was extremely overwhelming uh, i 
excited to make the I Am Lost TikTok, um, where you're like lost in the screen. <laughs> and everyone really appreciated that because I feel like we were all feeling a bit lost. <laughs> it's, it's a bonding experience making TikToks of things that we don't feel like we know about. <laughs> Yeah, I have some light-hearted questions as well that we can um, think about. One of them is uh, share a quirk with us that no one else has. Uh, I, I, I would, start. but it's a bit too disgusting okay. to share on a podcast. <laughs> Go on, Ali. Well, you can't say that and then not tell us. That's that's just rude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What? Do you pick your like feet skin or something like? <laughs> no, seriously, you're not ever gonna find out. Oh no, I can't imagine what you do then. That's that's gross. <laughs> that gross. Yeah, let's not think about that. Um, mine is. I, ha- I have this problem that I have to be fiddling with something constantly, either with my hands. Or I have to be chewing on something, so I end up chewing on pieces of plastic all the time. But yeah, that's my... I have my... quite a few, like, you know when you're in bed and, like, you're so comfy and then suddenly you have to go and get something, like, reach out for something. I'll keep my foot on my bed, I'll try to just stretch out and grab something. Like, I just repeat... I do the same thing! I, I do the same thing! I don't move my body, like, I have to move everything that isn't so I'm not out of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, can relate yeah, to that's that. that's after you turn off the light. That's, no, that's by law, because you've got this, the angry man in a balaclava <laughs> chasing after you behind you. <laughs> I have sort of a, a similar story to that, although this is based on the same principle, but I was about, I don't know, four or five years old, and um, I was in bed, and I was like, oh, I'm so comfy, like, going <laughs> to fall off to sleep, going to have a great day at primary school tomorrow. And um, as I was falling asleep, I was like, oh, my God, I really, really need a weight. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just tell my mum I went to bed. So I just weed in the bed, and I was like, nice one. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, mum, like, you know, I thought she was all going to... Because, you know, if you were at the bed, your mum's all sympathetic. Don't worry about it, darling, you know. And instead she came in and she was like, Emily, you went to bed five minutes ago. There's no way you could have went to bed. <laughs> so I hadn't quite factored in the time delay. Emily, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Did you have most people on Oh, I have perfect answer. I would, okay, lockdown was a weird time for me because I would just make sandwiches and like we always have leftovers, so I just put everything like a leftover yes. sandwich. It was really weird and it would be like 4 a.m. and I'd just be eating like, like leftovers in a sandwich. I'd say my lockdown meal was, uh, they were these like, um, from Tesco because um, I, don't, I don't eat meat so I but I really like chicken I haven't eaten it in four years but I really really like chicken so I found these in Tesco they're 14p and they're like these chicken flavoured noodles and they don't have any like, they're fully vegan and I was like oh my god wow I can finally taste some chicken again so they're, like, I would eat that every day for lunch for straight up eight weeks I'd just be like it's chicken noodle time baby come down at 1pm 
and then also during like the whole uh, hoarding period of like the supermarkets and people like over purchasing um, I went in and I was like mum I need to get as many chicken this is the only thing I cared about I didn't care about toilet paper I'd happily go in the shower but <laughs> I was like I need these chicken noodles so I, they're only 14p so I was like okay a box of 20 that's like £2.80 I was like so I got this box and I'm like running to the t- trolley and this woman caught me and she was like excuse me madam no more than two items per person and I got shamed and I had to put the box back and it was really <laughs> embarrassing and ever since then I was having to like hide loads of chicken noodles in the trolley so that people wouldn't figure out how many I had I can just imagine you at the cashier just go with everyone and their toilet papers and hand sanitizers and all those things and you just have like 20 chicken noodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I became known as the crazy chicken noodle lady. <laughs> the forbidden chicken. <laughs> chicken noodles. <laughs> Another question also about lockdown is um, the, latest, the latest you've woken up since then. Since it all started. Well, your lucky answer isn't here. <laughs> yeah. He would say like 7pm. Yeah. Yeah, I got that vibe yeah, from Alistair. I mean, <laughs> we, asked, we asked that question and he was like, no. Nah. <laughs> shall, we, shall we answer the earliest I've woken up <laughs> instead? Religiously, I am an early bird, so I can't. Yeah. If it's past ten, I can't. I can't. If it's past ten p.m., like, I mean ten a.m. So I'm like, what am I doing? My life? I need to get oh, up and I do wish something. I, was like that. <laughs> I think probably the worst that I saw was my housemate because her whole uh, sleep schedule was just shifting all the time, um, and she'd be going back somewhere. Yeah, no, I I would be working for my exams all day and then she would wake up at like 7 or 8 p.m and then she'd carry on with her day and she'd have her breakfast at like 8 p.m and then she'd have lunch at like 3 and then 6 or 7 a.m she'd have a dinner and I'd wake up to like trays of um burger leftovers and stuff like that and be like yeah she's been having her dinner at 7 a.m yeah Alright, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. We really hope you enjoyed. Thank you to King's College for joining us for this episode. We really hope to see you guys next week. If you haven't already, please go and check out our Instagram at Nottingham iGem so you get to know more about our project and about us. Until then, have a great weekend ahead and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.